What it do? Welcome in the No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Back in the stew with Nick the Quick after we came off the street. What it oh, do? Yeah, fresh off the streets. Hope everybody enjoyed that. That was a good time the other day. That man. was a good I, time. I really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah no, I really that was, enjoyed that. That was a real good time. Um, we're gonna break down a couple things coming out of the weekend. First and foremost, it's always the Chicago Bears. We're gonna talk about those boys coming off of Week One playing the Atlanta Falcons, taking an L. Then we're gonna we're gonna stick about we're gonna stick around those dudes for a minute. We're gonna we got a lot to talk about there. We're gonna jump to the NFL from there, and then uh, we're gonna talk about this NBA ESPN Top 100 list. So that's got uh, the internet buzzing. Disrespecting mellow. <laughs> so we're disrespecting mellow. We're gonna break that down and uh, let's do it. No catch of Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Let's go. All right, Nick the Quick, what's going on with you, my what's guy? What's going on, man? First, uh, first week of the NFL and the raps. Feeling good, man, you know? It was a nice weekend, man. Good weather uh, for the most part. Summer's winding down, though, man. You can definitely feel it, so. Yeah, it's that post-Labor Day switch. Yeah, no the switch is coming, man. Had to wear jackets a couple times, but uh, other than that, man, I'm good, man. How about you? Everything's been good. See you at the game on Sunday? Sunday hit the game. Yeah. Which was fire. Soldier. Uh, shout out Nick English. The homie has some extras for uh, me and my lady. So we went and uh, checked the game out. Um, if you've been keeping up with No Catch Up Chicago, on Thursday, we hit Lincoln Park. Me and Finney Shaw hit Lincoln Park, and we did like the little, the little, preview, the little preview chop it up with the fans type thing on right. the street, right? So the resounding thing there was we were going to get smoked, and we had no chance in the game. Right. And we got a bunch of... Final no confidence score. at all. Yeah, no, we got a bunch of final score predictions. It was you right. had a lot of like 34-10, 27-6, stuff like that. And if you knew what you were talking about, you would have known that our defense and the Falcons coming off of the Super Bowl in a away game opening day at Soldier Field, it's going to be a tighter game than that. And not just coming off any Super Bowl, that particular Super Bowl. If you don't think that that shit still lingers, yeah, you're mistaken. Absolutely. Them boys still feel that 100%. They're thinking about it right now. They feel that every day because every day. I know if it's the internet or if it's someone on the street, yep. if they're not in Atlanta, someone's got to be on their head with that all day. 28-3 is burned into their mind, no doubt. Always. So they come into town. Overall, Bears lose the game 23-17, but it was tight throughout. Yeah. I was in there. I was in Soldier Field. I was sitting in the north end zone. The atmosphere was lit. Everyone was into the game. They passed out towels pregame. People were waving the towels. People were standing up on third downs. People were making noise the whole rip. Oh, so there was good energy for the Bears? It was good energy in okay. there. It okay. wasn't like we were – you know what? I didn't really go in there with any expectations on the the energy. I was excited because the NFL was back. It was week right. one, and weather was nice. Weather was nice. Yeah, I was yeah. drinking beers outside, of course, of and course. we were gonna go watch some football. I was happy about that. Right, but I wasn't. Um, I wasn't expecting or anything for it to be that live in there. Like we had a competitive football team. Right. The first thing I took away from the first half, was, well, you know, you know how it is. Once you settle in, the game starts. You kind of you kind of get going. First thing I'm looking for is quarterback play. Yep. And Mike Glennon looked atrocious in shaky. the first half. Real shaky. He looked ridiculously bad in the yeah. first half. Couldn't move his feet. Didn't look anywhere near close to past 10 yards down the field. Looked that, scared. That was Real scared that, out there. That wasn't even a like a that was an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. So but 
before we get into my, that Mike, the Mike Glennon, the Trubisky situation, we can talk about the highlight that is Tariq Cohen. I know that's your boy. The human joystick. Hey, so if anybody, if anybody heard the episode when we were talking during Bears preseason, that was my guy. I told you after that first game of watching that dude, I was like, yo, that translates immediately in the NFL. My man can make moves in space. He's going to get a chance to play. You can't coach speed. You know what I'm saying? He was born with that. And uh, obviously the Bears figured that out too. How many touches was it? 16 touches? He had 13 touches. 13 total touches, right? Yeah, but he had 12, 12 targets in the passing game, which is twice as, twice more than anybody else on the team. Um, so obviously, like you said, you know when you're interviewing people, they were looking for him early and often, and uh, he delivered, man. So yeah, Tariq Cohen, my guy, uh, keep the rock in his hands for sure. Yeah, five carries for 66 yards, and if you're bad at math, that's 13.2 a touch yeah. out of the backfield. First downs. Receiving eight receptions, 47 yards, and a touchdown. So... He was out there in space. He was making plays. Yeah. That one play where he caught the – and it's instinct stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. He caught the pitch, was going left. There was nothing there. He put the brakes on, turned around, Cut and it turned back. it back upfield yeah. and went all the way back for a good game, like 40-plus. Yeah, you nailed it. It's instincts. You can't instinct. coach that. You it's instincts that and the stuff. athleticism, man. Like, that's – that's. I remember we watched his college highlights, man. My man's is crazy. Um, That's going to translate. That's going to be for there for the Bears all year and if they use it right. I knew he was little. Yeah. This dude is little, he's tiny. little. Yeah, he's a little guy. If you watch the game, he was getting smacked every yeah. time he got hit. It was he got like, he took Ooh. a lot of hits. He yeah, took a lot he of, took a lot of hits. That's gonna be something that they got to monitor too. So like, you want us to use him a lot, but like, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be prepared. And it wasn't even hits, bro. Yeah. It was big hits. Big hits. Yeah. Big shots. Yeah. Like there was a ball over the middle that he hit like on a screen. He got popped. Yeah. He took a couple shots where you're like, ooh. Well, he's gonna get hit because he's in the open field. So someone's going to be coming right at him. You know what I'm saying? Just like, uh, what's the dude's name in Kansas City? Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Those little dudes like that, man. Like, yeah. They're, very they're, similar. They're, they're boom or bust. They're very but similar. But when they boom, it's super boom. That's that's, that's, a, that, that's such a funny thing that you brought him up because <clears throat> when I Killed was, the Patriots yeah, on Thursday, by the ran way. Ran all over they the had Patriots. No, they had no answer for None. him. And he, he, they very, they're very, very similar game. Yeah. Get him in space. I mean, we weren't going vertical like... The Chiefs were going. Shout out the Chiefs for that. Shout out Alex Smith. Alex yeah. Smith Alex was going Smith with vertical. A career game. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Y'all ain't replacing me." Right. Yeah. 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 He was. He was going vertical. Well, they kept. Sh- they kept cutting to his backup, which I thought was awkward. Mahomes. It's like, yeah, bro. Yeah. It's like, man, like they drafted this dude. It's like known. They even they even come out like a publicly said Alex Smith won't be back next year. Like it's like a known thing. And he went out there and delivered. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, you yeah, off. no, no doubt. Um. So yeah, like we were saying before. He's got that natural instinct yep. in space. Yeah, like you said, we're going to have to monitor these hits he's taking yeah. because he was taking shots. He's taking huge hits. He was hopping right up, no problem, yeah. but it just takes one of those and shots. he's from a small school too, right? So I don't think he was playing against NFL talent last year either. So, uh, yeah, you don't want him to, to take the wrong hit from the wrong person, but shit, get him the ball. Absolutely. Get I him mean, the ball. Find ways to get him the ball. Be but, creative. Between him and Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard had 13 carries, 52 <laughs> yards, and a touchdown. Um, they look good, man. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Howard had three catches, 14 yards, but. He should have had four and a touchdown. He should. Well, yeah, we'll, we're, we're going to get to that <laughs> because he flat out blew. He dropped the game. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously there's always that, that 
tons of stuff that goes into an NFL game where you lost. We have that 81-yard touchdown pass that yep. killed us. Killed us. They gave up a couple of huge plays to that tight end. I don't even know his name. On Atlanta. Hopper. 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 Hooper. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, huge but you play. know that's what Atlanta does. Atlanta's a big play offense. You can't let them, you can't let them get one because that's what they do. So, But they're usually like a... Julio's running the double move type. Not right. like that was just a blown yeah, coverage. Yeah, it was a blown coverage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We had been locking them up pretty good yeah. all Oh, yeah. All yeah. I thought we did well. Yeah, for sure, you man. Know what I mean, I'm saying? if you look at Ryan on paper, he had a good game. What he was 21 for 30, 321 yards, a touchdown, no picks, uh, 116 QB rating. But he wasn't Matt Ryan of last year. He wasn't MVP Matt Ryan. He wasn't chucking the ball all over the place. So, yeah, I mean, I think we did defensively, I think we did a great job. Yeah, I agree. I mean, 23 points, look, man, we should be able to put up more than 23 points if we're moving it like we were um, on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, I think the defense did their job. Yeah, I mean, in the first half, we gave up 10 points. In the third quarter, we gave up three. And then that huge play. The huge us, play, yeah. Hit us early in the fourth quarter. Right. But if we don't give that up, and, and mind you, when that happens, it's third down. We're putting pressure on uh, right. Ra- uh, Matt Ryan, and they're on their own 25, right. 30. Right. So it, we were we were all over, and we were flying around. Um, Jarrell Freeman at 10, uh, 10 tackles. 10 tackles. Solos. He's always – I mean, before – we're going we're, we're gonna to get to the new IR list yeah. with Jarrell Freeman. Kevin White, of course, is now on it to join Cam Meredith. Yep. Three of our big players that we were hoping to have healthy going into the season. But – they were all over the place. Yeah, Akeem Hicks all over Hicks those just boys. Got, just got paid. He got paid. He got and he paid, and, and he played. came out and played. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And that's always refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. You see, dudes get paid, and then and I'm done. You can't find them. I'm good. Where are they? I, I got what I needed. Yeah. But yeah, no. Jarrell Freeman had a great game. Um, I guess yeah. I guess we'll talk about the Fox thing later with that. But yeah, man, the defense looked really, really, really good. And if you got a good defense, you got a chance to win every single week. So. I felt I felt good about the defensive side of the ball. Definitely, Absolutely, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, now, let's talk about Mike Glennon and this the 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 I, I can't say elephant in in the room anymore because Marshawn smashed that whole thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Mike Glennon and Mitchell Trubisky. Now, how did you feel about Mike Glennon's performance in the fourth quarter? He looked like a good quarterback, but. How did you feel overall? Tell me how you're feeling going forward because I, I, I got some things to say about it. Uh, number one, I mean, I think – I don't know if it was the game plan, if it was him, but they played it real conservative with him all game. Final numbers, 26 for 40, 213 yards, a touchdown, no picks, got sacked four times. Um, but if you look at that, that's five yards per attempt, right, which obviously isn't going to get it done. Um, it was funny when your boy called him check down Mike, but that really was the case. Of his 40 attempts – 23 of them were the running backs or tight ends, which is telling, right? I mean, in a game where you're trying to come back and win, put points on the board, um, over half of your attempts are to your safety valve. So I think that they ran him conservatively. He didn't make any mistakes. He looked way better than he did in the preseason. But if you think you're going to win football games playing that way, um, it's not going to happen. We don't have, from what I saw, the running game yet to support that type of quarterback play. That's like real conservative ground and pound type numbers. If your quarterback's going to do five yards per attempt, you better be rushing for 200 yards a game. Yeah, Glennon was 5.3 per attempt. Yeah. He was looking, and it was quick. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sitting there watching, and the only thing I'm watching is Mike Glennon. Is Mike Glennon, yeah. I want, I'm there to see quarterback play, and I want to see what this guy's going to do week one, right? Yep. He was dropping back, taking a step, and the offensive line was playing pretty well. Yeah. They gave up four sacks, but a couple were just – 
Glennon didn't get rid of the ball. Yeah. Couldn't move his feet. Well, you know, they got white Jesus Kyle Long on the uh, <laughs> on the offensive line. So, so <laughs> white, white Jesus? Yeah, white Jesus. <laughs> Kyle Long can do no wrong. So, so there was a lot of positives. Like, put it like this, bro. In the first half, if we have any type of quarterback play, we're all over Atlanta. 100%. There was a ton of plays I saw that could have been made where Glennon – was missing guys, wasn't looking past 10 yards down the field, and hitting check. It was one read check down. Yeah. One read check down. Right. Or just one, two, three check down. Like, he was making his decisions. And that's why snap. you're constantly throwing to your backs and your tight ends. You're throwing to the quickest way you can, get a quick five yards, keep it moving, keep the chains moving. But, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's not going to win. Let me ask you this. Do you think that was more the coaching staff or those are Mike Glennon decisions? I was I was actually just going to say that. So I don't know if Loggins and Fox were like, yeah. "Yo, I need you to be mad conservative." And I mean, we're going to send people out there, but don't throw to them. But no, ex- exactly. So <laughs> my, what I think is that that's Glennon. Okay. Because Loggins is not going to. That's not. He's not. Dude, we're not. It's almost like Trubisky was playing, and they were playing a rookie, and they were like, right. "Here's how. Here's the game plan not to really fuck right. up. Build up your confidence. Get a right. bunch of completions in a row. Go out there and prove to yourself that you can do it." Right. But that might have been their plan. They might have been treating him like a rookie. They might have saw what happened in the preseason if you try to let it fly with them, and he's just not that good. But they don't want to start your. This is they a, have no other option. This is this is it. This is a perfect segue into what I'm going to talk about. Okay, if you're going to call the game plan like that, and <laughs> and Mike Glennon's going to come out and throw the ball to Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard every single play, yep. or hit Zach Miller Zach for Miller. six yards, yeah. then why not run Trubisky out? What's the purpose of keeping him on the bench to do that? Well, Deion it's, Sims is a tight end too, right? Yeah. So it's, I'm sorry, 26 out of yeah. the 40 passes were to uh, yeah. tight ends and backs. So you're telling me that he can't come out and do that? Trubisky can't come out and drop checkdowns down? Right. He can't go out and make one read and then go to a checkdown? He can do that. If we're going to do that, then just play Trubisky. My whole thing is that let Trubisky take his lumps now. I've, I've since Sunday. I watched the game. We we we, we talked to the fans after the game. Right. I thought about it all night watching the rest of the NFL, watching the Giants and the and the Cowboys at night. I thought about it Monday Ugh. watching Minnesota, the Saints. And Shout out Sam Bradford. Yo, by the way. he looked great. Yeah, he looked great. Firing himself another three years and, in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and. My whole thing is that I'm already ready for uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Already, I've decided I'm. I'm wow, I'm, do- I'm done with this whole trial and error period. Wow, because my my thought behind it is is are we just going to throw away this whole year just for what? Because we gave him sixteen million dollars, we're not going to be good with Glennon or Trubisky. So are we just going to throw the whole year away? So you what? don't. Go ahead. You don't think Trubisky gains anything by watching a couple games Absolutely. on the sidelines? Not a watching what? Unless let me ask you this. 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 Okay, go ahead. If Glennon's not awful, right? If Glennon's just okay, right? If he was how he was on Sunday, maybe a little bit better, maybe slightly worse, right? But just not awful, right? You don't think that Trubisky gains anything from watching at least a few games on the sidelines before you throw him in there? Before no. you just throw him to the wolves on no. a team? Hold up, no, no, no. Listen, this. on a team with no skill position players, right? We have no receivers, right? We have a good rookie running back that we saw in one game that we really like, but outside of that, he has nobody 
nobody to help him out, nobody out there to build his confidence. You're talking about Kendall Wright. You're talking about Josh Bellamy. You're talking about, well, not talking about Kevin White because he's out for the year, but you're talking about guys like that. I mean, Deontay Thompson. Deon, yeah, I, Deion Thompson. Yeah, yeah, Deontay Thompson, whatever yeah. the hell. Yeah, Deion Sims. I mean, these guys aren't blue chippers. You know what I mean? So you're kind of throwing a guy out there who's only played in 13 college games, right? Throwing him straight into the NFL with no real weapons and no one to help him out in a suspect running game. So are we saying that we're not going to play? First off, the running game is not suspect. Why, what makes, why are you saying the running game is suspect? The running game is there. We don't know that it's good. The running game is I mean, good. they ran the ball 19 times for 125 yard, uh, yards, 6.6 yards per carry, but 46 of those yards are on a tweet crawling run. Yeah. So take that out. That's 18 runs for 60 yards. Or 18 runs for 80 yards. I'm sorry. True. So that's 3.8 yards a carry, right? Your feature back, Jordan Howard rushed the ball 13 times for 52 yards. Right, so we didn't even want to call running plays. Um, I, I just, I just feel like I see where you're coming from because it's like, why are we just going to waste the season? You might as well see what you got. But I just don't want to destroy his confidence. I don't want to put him in there something that he cannot handle. Right, that shit can go bad. But this is then I don't want to Jared Goff him quite if yet. You could, if you could. First off, did you, did you see Jared Goff on <laughs> Jared Sunday? Goff Jared Goff looked nice as shit on Sunday. Jared but, Goff is trash. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is what I'm saying. This Mark is what I'm saying. Words. If you're going to run out that and Mike Glennon's going to check down, check down, check down, check down, check down, right? then run Trubisky out there. Let him grow with his teammates, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, <clears throat> these young dudes, uh, Tanner Gentry that, that just got brought up from the practice squad and signed. Oh, did they sign him? That's of, your boy. Yeah, because of the IS. I know, I know, you, I know you were hurt when they cut, when they cut Tanner Gentry. But let him mesh with these dudes. Let him come out. He's going to take his lumps anyway. Yeah. Why burn up a year and then burn up a whole another year taking his lumps? You know what I mean? But let, you, him, let him take his lumps now. But it's also like, what's the rush in week two? We all know that by week 17, he's going to be playing football for us. Like, I think that's a foregone conclusion. I think the so, coaching so staff the knows that. So what's the up six more weeks just because? Let just, him watch just, a little just, bit, man. Let him just see how the game is. Let the team that's out there get a little bit better before you throw him in there. Because offensively, you're going to have some real problems, man. As much as everybody is good, all the goodwill from this game and all that, all that hoop through do day, the Bears score 17 fucking points, right? So it's not like we were out there offensively making it happen. We didn't have a receiver that had more than 39 yards catching the ball, right? We didn't have a receiver that had more than five receptions. So, we, so we're scared is going to come out and struggle? Is that what? I'm is scared that, that, that is going to come out there and you're going to put him in a situation where there's nothing out there for him, right, with all this expectation. Because regardless of how you look at it, I don't care if they're 0-6, there's going to be expectation. People are going to want to see him do well. This is Chicago. You see what happens, right? The media can kill you. The fans can kill you. Make sure you have something to throw him out there with. Now, if, they're off, if the rails are off this thing and you're 0-5 and Glennon starts looking terrible, then yeah, absolutely. For the sake of the team, you go to a better option. But if Glennon's doing okay... If he's doing okay, right, and you're two and four, whatever it might be, yeah, let it ride for a couple more weeks before you make that move. So if we had some wide receivers, you'd say play him? If we had some wide yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think playmakers are a young quarterback's best friend, and we don't have any. I love Tariq Cohen. That's my man's, but not yet. We don't have any any playmakers on this team. Not a single playmaker. Our, our top two receivers are gone. And we're going to have playmakers next year? Or we're going to have playmakers in week nine? Hopefully. We're going to have playmakers in week you nine? You might have somebody who developed into a playmaker. You might have a better Tariq Cohen for him to go play with. 
I hear where you're coming from, man. I'm just I'm just not I'm yet not ready it. to throw him out there right now. Let him take his. It lumps doesn't necessarily have like to be week James nine either. Winston. Did James, did Jameis have playmaker? Jameis was him? a prodigy. He was a fucking Heisman Trophy winner. True, but he started two years at Florida State. Those boys won lost a national championship. Won a national champion. Boys lost three games. He's been a prodigy since he was in high school. Mitch Trubisky played 13 games in college at North fucking Carolina. I I understand what you're saying, but if we're going to run out Mike Glennon to throw the ball six yards down the field, Trubisky can do that while learning on Absolutely. Uh, while, while, while learning as the weeks go so on. So if we're still doing that, okay, so if we're still doing that in two to three weeks, yeah, I'm 100% with you. But I just don't think you got to throw him out there right now. So let me get the, the final answer for not playing Trubisky right now is because we don't want to shake his confidence. Don't want to shake his confidence. That's why. Not quite yet. So nope. he, so he's mentally soft and he he couldn't handle taking. I mean that's 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 you that's you taking that from what I said. All I said is you don't. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say. Anything. I don't know Mitch Trubisky like that. You know what I mean? I don't know what kind of guy hey, he is. And, and that's hey, the thing. I don't know, know Mitch Trubisky and like you know that. Know where we're gonna and you and are we gonna find out with him sitting on the bench for a couple more weeks? Then throw him in there. You don't gotta play him right away. If you were, listen, man, listen. Listen, it's not like they decided last week that this is the offense that they were going to run, right? So if this was the case, they should have just started him from week one. Yeah. If this was the case, they should have just started. So when you made that decision to start Mike Glennon, I think you had to make that decision in like a four-week increment. You have to. You have to just, just, just let to it ride him out for four a weeks. Just because. Just no, not just because. Just because that's the decision that you made. Yeah, I do guess you, so. Do yeah. you remember that play when – when um, Mike Glennon caught the free rusher on the edge, and it was an automatic sack. I mean, there was just nowhere he could go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Not, I mean, yeah. As soon as the ball was hiked, it was yeah, a sack. Yeah, we were, sack, we were thinking yeah. about second down. Yeah. There's just I. Th- there's just those things. Like I've, he had four sacks, and I am confident that Trubisky almost gets out of three of them, or 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 can can throw the ball and, and See, do something else with it. You're fully on the Trubisky train after the preseason, like super hard on the juice. Listen, listen. And I it, loved it. I loved the preseason. Funny. He looked good. No, no, no. It's funny because going into Sunday, yeah. I was kind of shaky. I wasn't clear cut like this. I was like, I, I, I get it, whatever. We paid Glennon. He's going to play. Should Trubisky play? I'm not really sure. But after I thought about it and I'm and I'm sitting here watching this and I'm thinking about it after the game, during the game, yesterday – Put him in the game, bro. We traded the the ship away to, that, to move up to get him. That's true. So then we go get him, and then we sit him on the bench. For what? So because we don't want to shake his confidence? If if he can come in and make some mistakes, which he's going to do, and his confidence is shaken, and he and he and he's rattled to the point where he can't play anymore, then we got the wrong guy he's not anyway. guy. I hear you. I hear Simple you, as that. I hear you. So we're not going to learn anything from Mitch Trubisky sitting on the bench. He needs to get. He needs to learn his. He's going to take his lumps anyway. And the earlier he can take those lumps and learn in gameplay situations and get with Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, Tanner Gentry, Deontay Thompson, Deion Sims, Bellamy, Kendall Wright, Zach Miller. You know what I mean. The better for me. So you're just saying go for it right now. Let the man play. Let him play. We traded the ship for him. We moved We moved everything to go up a slot to get him. Let him take his lumps. Let him play. I hear you. We'll see what happens, man. Speaking of Jameis, 
Bears are at Tampa yeah. next week. Oh, yeah. This is going to be Tampa's first game of the year. And Tampa's going to be fired up. Yeah, they're going to be fired and up. And they got film on us. We don't got film on them. We got which, I mean, we got hard knocks. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got 20 minutes of Roberto Aguayo getting cut. We, like, Roberto, this isn't you. It's us. It's not, you know. Like, <laughs> talk, yeah. That shit. Can we, did we talk about that? I don't know if we did. That shit was so painful. Like, usually, like, some of the coaches are real quick. Like, hey, man, we're just going to need to play. But, okay, man, it just didn't work out. They cut Roberto Aguayo over, like, 25 fucking minutes. It was agonizing. Yeah, they felt bad. They felt bad. It was a they, second round pick. Yeah, they legit felt yeah, bad. They felt bad too. And then we and then I hope we didn't feel bad when we when we cut him. You know that cost us three hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Bands. Yeah. But who cares? Who cares? I don't care about that. They could I am glad that cost us. <laughs> so you say money. if we can give Mike Glennon sixteen million, we can you give make, Roberto yeah, Aguayo. If you make uh, a dumbass decision like that, then yeah. you could you could just burn up that three hundred twenty five thousand. Yeah, why not? Like whatever, who cares? Yep. Um what are you looking for? What do we need to do more going into week two? What do you think? Well, so I agree with you on that conservative uh, passing attack. Like, I want to see us get aggressive. Um, Yo, we get aggressive in that first half. We win the game, that, that's, that's more why what have we got to lose. Like, we might as well get aggressive. I don't know what we're playing conservative for. There's no real reason <laughs> right. for, for the Bears to go out there we're trying playing. to play conservative. And if I'm John Fox knowing that, like, look, I got to win some ball games if I want a job next year, um, I'm going out there and I'm telling Dow to fling it. We're so playing. I want to see them right. come out and fling it. So I want to see them come out and run what would be the Trubisky offense, We're right? playing the defending NFC champs. We're at home game one. We're 0-0. Yeah. We have no expectations. Not a nothing, single one. Yeah. Nothing. Go out there and try to make it happen, bro. Yeah. And we, I, I, wait, before we jump into to week two in Tampa, we cannot let Jordan Howard get off the hook for dropping that touchdown. As much as I want to clown Mike Glennon, yeah. that last drive in the fourth quarter – Solid. He was moving that joint. That, that was yeah. It was a game winning drive. Absolutely. Yep. I don't know if they opened it up for him and told him to do something different. But if he played like that, maybe he just takes four quarter, three quarters to get going. <laughs> you know, he's been on the bench maybe, for like the last four years. That's it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> hey, that could be. Maybe. Maybe it takes a long for the yeah for those juices to flow yeah. through that long ass neck. Long ass that. neck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like oh here I go. Oh, we're oh ready now, God. guys. Well, of course, let's get it. Yeah, they gotta warm them up super early. You know what I'm saying? But. <laughs> Jordan Howard rolled. Jordan Howard. First off, if you go back and watch it, that ball's late. <clears throat> Jordan Howard's open yeah. forever before yeah. m- before Mike Glennon throws that ball. That's that's point number one. You had to get point, that in there. Yeah, I mean, he's supposed to. Yeah, I had to, <laughs> he had to. because it's late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was for late. sure. Yeah. The first place Glennon looks is right is right Howard's way. Let that joint go early, but that's yep. whatever. Maybe he was looking somewhere else first, came back. He got it there. He got it there on time, good throw, and Jordan Howard flat out dropped Dropped it. Dropped a touchdown. That was game over. Yep, turn, turn, go forward, touchdown, game over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Someone tried to say that that, that he would have got caught. No, I think think he catches that, turns his body, and puts the ball at the pylon. He knows where he was on the field. Yeah, he knows exactly what he needs to do to get that ball across the end zone, 100%. Um, I'm sure Jordan Howard's getting a lot of heat for that, and I'm sure he feels terrible about it. But, yeah, he should have caught that ball. Um, and we could have won that game. Now, moving on, Tampa Bay. What do you want to see out of our boys in week two? So, yeah, like I was saying, I want to see us be a little bit more aggressive on offense. Um, obviously, more Tariq Cohen. I want to see us to try to step. I mean, it's hard to say be aggressive on offense and establish the ground game, but we need to establish the ground game going forward. You know, I'm, I'm big on running the football, um, especially if, you know, if Jordan Howard is going to be this every down back that, you know, that we've been talking about him for like he was last year. Get him the ball. Uh, get that going. You open up the passing game with the running game. So I just want to see the Bears be a little bit more balanced. 
But take some shots downfield, man. If you are going to pay Mike Glennon $16 million and you are going to play him at the quarterback, let him throw the ball. You didn't pay him $16 million for him to do five-yard routes. So I want to see a little bit more of that. I want to see the defense continue to play well. Uh, I don't think Freeman's going to play. He's in the concussion protocol, right? Yeah, Jarrell Freeman's on IR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's done. Yeah, so he's um, done. He got a pectoral issue. Oh, yeah, he did have the pectoral issue, yeah. too. That's right, yeah. So hopefully that's a, that's a spot for a young player. Who's moving up for him? Um, Is that Kajakowski? Yeah, Nick Kowitski. 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 Yo, and actually, shout out Kowitski. Naperville Central. Yeah, shout out. (laughs) Yo, shout out Kowitski because on special teams, I was at the game and I was sitting in the end zone. And on special teams, he came down and licked somebody on a a kick return or a punt return. I can't remember which one it was. but Hey, what do they say is the best way for young guys to get playing time? Perform on special teams all day, all day long. That's how you make the squad. That's get how that you paycheck. make the squad. Yeah, make run down and, and throw your body in there, and make plays. Yeah. Um. So yeah, well, he got a linebacker ass name. Yeah. So Kutowski. <laughs> if he got the <laughs> the most linebacker name yeah, ever, hundred percent. Um. So yeah, he's he's. If you're an Alski, You're hundred percent a middle linebacker. Yeah, hundred percent. He probably went to Penn State, low key, <laughs> and his pops went to Penn State. Hey, fuck Joe Paterno. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, we won't even touch that, man. No, fuck Joe Paterno uh, is all that needs to be said. Yeah, but uh, Jarrell Freeman is out on IR. He joins Kevin White, um, Cam Meredith. Benny Cunningham is out, high ankle sprain. <laughs> Kevin White. Hey, man, Kevin White, I don't know what Do the you want to talk about that? Not really. Okay. Because there's yeah. not much to talk about because I don't know what we're – I mean, we, he, he played five. It was his fifth game with the Bears. Fifth game. Third season on IR. Uh, just some dudes, it's just not in you to stay healthy. You see it in every sport. It's tough, man. I mean, it's a little bit of bad luck. It's a little bit of not in you. It's a little bit of just unfortunate. But if you keep getting hurt every single year, you you don't stop getting hurt. Yeah, it doesn't happen. And it's all bone shit. It's bone shit, man. That, bones, that's what I'm trying like, to tell you. The body, the body is not ready for the, the NFL, boy, man. He, he, oh, his, his bones his is body weak, can't bro. make it, man. He got two broken legs and yeah, a collarbone. And a collarbone. That's what I'm saying. They're different injuries. Yeah, his body's just. Just Some people's bodies can't just can't handle them. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I agree with you on that. Going into to week two at Tampa, I want to see us open it up. I want to see Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think that's going to happen. But if we're going to go that route, I want to see us be aggressive, man. Go out there, try to try to make some stuff happen. I would like to see um, the defense continue to play well. I would like to see Tariq Cohen get some more. We got a we we ran a couple screens but didn't do anything with him. I would like us to figure out a way to get him the ball more. They actually they ran that wildcat. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. thought that was interesting. Um, I wasn't expecting the Tariq Corden, uh, the Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, yeah, wildcat play. With Mike Glennon out there throwing a block. Right. Yeah. Hey, Mike Glennon threw a block though. Yo, that, yeah, they went his way yeah, kind of. Yeah, so yeah. He, he was like, oh shit, I better yeah, do something yeah, right here. Yeah, right? yeah, he did something. So going into week two, like you said. The Buccaneers are going to be fired up. Fired up. Super fired up. I think the early line is Tampa Bay minus six, six and a half. Jameis like has been giving those motivational speeches for like two weeks. Yeah, big time. <laughs> big time. So you know that week Going to do it then. We're going to do it then. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, that week off for them, now they have to play 16 in a row, which is yeah. kind of tough. Yeah. Um. So they're going to be all, fresh. All while their home life is kind of fucked up. Yeah, they're going to be fresh. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to be fired up. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. Chicago Bears next week at Tampa Bay. We'll wait on it. We'll see what's popping. Hopefully Mike Glennon can do something with it. Jumping over to college football. I know we said we were going to talk NFL second segment, but I wanted to touch on this because I know I, w- I want to hear Nick's opinion on this. So 
if you're a football fan, you already know that two the biggest game of Saturday night in college football was Ohio State hosting the Oklahoma Sooners. And then one of the other bigger games was Georgia-Notre Dame. Right. Let's talk about that, too. I want to get your opinion on this Ohio State game. Oklahoma ends up coming into Ohio State and the horseshoe and smashing those boys up a little bit. Smacking them up. 31-16 was the ending score. Baker Mayfield looked Heisman-esque. Heisman-esque. He looked very good against... Second Heisman-esque because Lamar Jackson has 1,000 yards of total offense in two games. And no one's talking about that, which is kind of weird because it's like he's in the same situation he was. 1,000 yards of total offense in two games. He's in the same situation he was last year. Yeah. No one's speaking about it at all, really. It's all good. Part. He's um, still the front runner. If you listen to the pod, the last pod I shot on solo on the solo mission, I warned y'all about JT Barrett. I said he looked shaky against Indiana. I said the boy's suspect. I want to see what he does against Oklahoma. And guess what? He didn't do anything. He laid an egg. 19 of 35, 183 yards, no, no touchdowns, touchdowns, and an interception. Yep. Flipping over to Baker Mayfield, 20, 27 of 35, 386, three touchdowns. Yeah, lights out. Lights out. Lights out. Lights out. Yep. This is on the road, prime time. In Ohio, yeah, in Ohio State, yeah. At the horseshoe that right. holds 110,000. That was rocking. 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 Lights out. Yep. Now. After the game, huge win for Oklahoma. If you guys don't know, they played a home-and-home. Home. So home last home. year, Oklahoma hosted Ohio State. This year, Oklahoma travels to, to Columbus. And Ohio State beat them And Ohio last State year. beat them last year. Yeah. So they, they, yeah, they, they traded, they, they traded uh, Ohio road State wins. smacked them up last year, right? A little bit, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah a little bit. So after the game, obviously – Baker Mayfield and Oklahoma are excited. They just got a huge road win. They're now 2-0 going into week three. And Baker Mayfield gets the Oklahoma Sooner OU flag from, like, one of the male cheerleaders that runs it, that swings it around after they score a touchdown. Yeah. He runs around, does a lap on the field. Full on lap, full, like full lap. on sprint, like yeah, he he was in it, yeah, yeah. He was if you look up. at the video, like he was hyped up when he was running, like he was gonna do something, yeah, no yeah. doubt, yeah. He runs around, goes and gets, or he, he has the flag, goes and meets his teammates at midfield, right in the middle of the right the, the, the Ohio State O with the Buckeye on it, yep, and stabs the flag right at right at the fifty yard line, yeah. Now. How do you feel about that? What do you think? Then he, he apologized after that. Should he have apologized? How do you feel about it? What no. was your, what's your initial <laughs> reaction when you heard that? Hey, look, man. I mean, if you don't want shit like that to happen to you, don't get beat at home. I don't have a problem with it, man. I'm all, I, 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 uh, I love that shit, man. I mean, I like Baker Mayfield, man. I like his whole swag. I like the video of him dancing. I love that when I saw it. You know, where are the Ohio State players there to defend their O? Not a single one of y'all was still on the field. Nobody from Ohio State was still there to stop that from happening. That's on y'all. Don't get smacked up 31-16. to 16. I fucking love it. Just like I love when T.O. went on the Dallas Star and did his thing. I love that stuff. I'm all about that stuff, man. I'm all about when people Lambo leap and they don't play for the Packers. Like I love, <laughs> I, I love all that shit, man. Like, 
the disrespectful shit is all good with me. It's sports. Have some fun, right? You just got trounced at home. If Baker Mayfield wants to grab the flag, run, throw it in the middle, and y'all ain't got nobody there to do anything about it, that's fine with me. Don't have a problem with it. As far as him apologizing, that's the university and the PR and the Heisman people saying, hey, you're in the middle of a Heisman campaign. You got to be Heisman-esque. You know, you got you to project image, da, da 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 whatever it might be. So I understand why he apologized. That wasn't him apologizing. That was the University of Oklahoma University apologizing. So I'm 100% fine with it, man. I love it. Shout I'm out a, Baker Mayfield. I'm 100% fine with it. I actually fuck with Baker Mayfield as well. Um, I'm all about the disrespectful stuff too. I loved when T.O. went down to the star. Loved it. I love all that disrespectful stuff when you're yeah. playing ball because that's part of ball. Yeah. Like you talk shit, you go. It's a competition. Yeah. We like, we're not out here trying to make friends. It's about yeah. getting W's and doing your thing. 100%. Now, the only thing I will say is that it's a bummer that he didn't do this. He wasn't like a junior and did it against like Oklahoma State and they have to play again. Right. He's never going to go He's there again. He's never going to go there again. He's never going to have to play those right. guys again. Oh, who who knows Oklahoma when the next time... might never play Ohio State again. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. who knows when the next time they play, right? Right. If it was something like Ohio Ohio State Michigan and like that happened you know what I mean? Like then it'd be I'd be like it, it, it'd be more intriguing. Well, they could technically is, play in is, a college football playoff. I mean, that would be the only way that it could happen. True. But yeah. But this is like a almost like a hit and run type thing. Like, yeah, ah, we yeah. out. Like, get about it here. Yeah, ah, fuck uh, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. So I kind of wish that he did it against like a, a, a rival because not for one second do I believe that he got caught up in his emotions and didn't know what was going he on. He knew exactly. He knew exactly. He, that was planned. If we go, hey, if we go in there and smack them boys, y'all line up midfield, I'm going to come with this flag and I'm going to smack it down yeah. the middle because I know they leave the field after games. No doubt. Yeah. Like, th- there was, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it was necessarily planned, but <laughs> they were celebrating and once he grabbed the, the flag, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew it was wild, disrespectful. He knew that people wouldn't like it, but he didn't give, he, he didn't care. So that's the only the only thing I, I I do wish is that it was against a inner like Texas inner, or something yeah, like that. Like an inner. He's Red a junior. He did it against Texas right, at Texas. Right. Knowing and he has to go back there, or at least, or he's exactly. a sophomore. Knowing by the time he's a senior, he has to go back there or at and, least and, and the, yeah, avenge or that. At the very least, the teams play again, and that's right. a talking point going forward. Right. Right. It's kind of now like ah, whatever, whatever. No, no one will remember that. Yeah, this game is yeah after this year. No one will remember right, that. Right. Right. Yeah. But um. Shout out Baker Mayfield for going to get a road win yeah. in a hostile environment. Very hostile environment. And not a must win, but an almost must win if you want to guarantee yourself. A I mean, slot. yeah, you want to guarantee those. Yeah, you don't want to be you, in this. You don't want to be that yeah, one. Yeah, you don't want to be that one last team because one of them doesn't make it right uh, all day. Yeah, so you don't want them to say, "Well, they lost to Ohio State." Especially, let's say because you know you said JT Barrett's not that good. If Ohio State goes off the rails, which shouldn't happen, they got enough talent for it not to happen. Um, then that loss looks really bad. Yeah, absolutely. Switching over to the other big game that um, I wanted to talk about for a quick second. First off, shout out the Georgia fan base. I got a story on that. Yep. Falcons and the uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. Don't get it twisted. That was all Bulldogs. There was a quite a bit of there's quite a bit of Falcons fans at the game, bro. Yeah. I was there. We was out there because they was at the because they was at the Bulldogs game earlier. Right, <laughs> right. But hey, they still showed up. It was an excuse yeah, to show up for both. Hundred percent. Right? I'm gonna tell you this. I was walking around the city Friday after work. There was Bulldog fans everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. If you look at my Twitter, I tweeted 
all these Georgia I was dying the same. when you wrote that, yeah. They all had the same comb-over vest, khaki shorts, boat shoes. Sunglasses on Sunglasses the, uh, with the, on the, the, on the, the thing, the little hanger lanyard, on the neck. Whatever. The lanyard. Yeah, the lanyard, yeah. Yeah, like everybody looked the same, but man, they were deep. Super deep. Super and deep. And they get it in. And they get it in. And if you watch the Notre Dame game, they took up a huge chunk of the of, yeah. uh, of the what Memorial Field Memor- yeah, Memorial yeah, whatever, Stadium whatever the fuck Football yeah. Jesus Stadium yeah yeah I don't, I've I don't been, rock I've, with Notre I've, Dame I've been there um, it's a decent place yeah. I hate Notre Dame but I had, you know it's one of those bucket list places right yeah right um I had Georgia minus five and a half, or plus five and a half so I was watching that game mm-hmm. they did their thing got the W but yo I just wanted to shout out the Georgia fans they showed up and. Deep. So they do that. So uh, I think it was my junior year at Arizona State, and we played oh, Georgia. Yeah. At the, we, the Georgia came to – we did a home-and-home. Home. Yeah, that was Stafford and Noshawn. Hey, shout-out Stafford. I still said to this day, Noshawn. dude, Noshawn Moran was the second-best football player I've ever seen in person. The best was Reggie Bush at USC. Shout-out Reggie Bush. Shout-out Reggie. I saw Reggie Bush get like 250 yards against us. Um, but, yeah, so the Georgia fans, bro, the game was on Saturday, um, and this was in Tempe, right? So this is all the way across the country for them. They got there probably about Tuesday, right? The stadium was like 60% Georgia fans, right? I remember I went on Sunday to go watch the Bears game at the bar, and there were three different bars that had um, saran wrap over their alcohol because they were like, yeah, the Georgia fans drank us dry. They drank us out. Drank us out. The Georgia fans had been there since Wednesday getting it in for a Saturday game. You show up to the tailgate, that shit looks like Athens. I mean, they're out there super deep. Super deep, but I mean, getting it in for four straight days, grown ass men. I'm like, do y'all work? Like, do y'all do? <laughs> it's just like a caravan of Georgia yeah. football fans, man. Like, I, I it makes me want to get to an SEC game that much more because of just how serious down. they take that shit. And this is Arizona. I mean, all the way across the country, they took it. Yeah. You know, yeah, not coast to coast, but damn near. I mean, like, and like, yeah, bro, deep from Wednesday to Saturday, cleared the bars out of alcohol. So, yeah. yeah, shout out Georgia. Shout out the SEC. Shout out the SEC. Shout out Georgia. Speaking of Notre Dame, who was who would you see uh, against last night on Monday Night Football? Manti Teo? Yeah, Manti Teo, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he was on the Saints either. Yeah. We're talking Notre Dame. Of course, the next thing you think of is Manti Teo. Remember when he got catfished? That shit's wild still. <laughs> Man, that was a, <laughs> yo, that's one of the craziest stories to come out of the last 10 years. Absolutely. For sure. Like, I was reading some shit on They're saying that for sure hurt him in the draft, too. Because remember, he was a second-round pick. He'll like, Manti Teo was, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, oh, Manti Teo this. Can he win the Heisman? Like, oh, first defensive player to win the Heisman since Woodson. Manti Teo was trash. I remember when he got exposed exposed in the national championship game against Alabama. Bad. Exposed. Badly. Badly. Could not play. He was a good. Can't he, win with him. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was getting can't trucked by them bigger boys. Can't do it. That's when I knew. I was like, he was getting trucked by them NFL, NFL type players. He, he had no chance. So that's the perfect segue to talk about this Monday night game now. Last night, Vikings Saints. I want to talk about Adrian Peterson. Now, Adrian Peterson signs with – let's talk about who he's signing with. He's signing with Drew Brees, mm-hmm. the New Orleans Saints, who are run by who? Sean Payton. Sean Payton. What does Sean Payton like to do? Throw the ball. And you're on the roster with Mark Ingram. Yeah. They have another young stud. I can't remember his name. Yeah. 
Um, but he's always used a running back by committee. He's not a he's he doesn't stick to one back. Regardless, did he go? So if what what we're kind of what we're kind of referring to is that there was there was a clip caught of Adrian Peterson, aka AP, aka All Day, aka Purple Jesus. That's mm-hmm. one of the best nicknames of all time, Purple Jesus, when he was playing for the Vikings. He was he he looked upset. <laughs> gave, I almost went somewhere else, but I decided, <laughs> I, decided, I decided to leave it alone. Gave Sean Payton the dirty look about not getting the ball, bruh. Did you think you were going to go down there and get thirty five rushes yeah. a game? Yeah. What do you think this was? Like, what? 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 Is, what's the? What? What's the problem? Or that Sean Payton would be sentimental and be like, "Oh, I got to make sure I get AP a lot of work during his, his return to Minnesota." Like, nah, man. I, I. Yeah, I mean, he had six carries for eighteen yards. The young back that they have, who I'm talking about, is Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Mark Ingram. These are all. These. Those are three running backs on the team. Right. I get your I get it that you're purple Jesus and you're all day AP. In your head you still got it. And in your head you still got it. And I still think he has a little juice in the tank. But dog, this is Drew Brees' squad, bro. Yeah. Drew Brees throws the ball forty times a game, period. He always has. He will the rest of his career. He's gonna throw the ball 35, 40 times a game every night until his arm falls off. So that's just what it is. I don't know if do you think he was lied to? Do you think he was misled? Did did Peyton say, "Hey, come down here, I'll get you twenty five carries a game"? I highly no. doubt it because that's never that's never been his style to do that. So no, I, I highly doubt it. I just think that AD thought as, as soon as he walked in there, he'd be the man, right? Like I'm Adrian Peterson, I'm gonna come on this offense. We're now gonna you know run the ball a lot more. Give me the ball twenty five times, I'll get you one hundred and thirty yards. Yada yada yada. And Sean Payton's like, no, this this is how we do things over here. Yeah. So, so running back by committee, you get it if you're hot, but Drew is going to fling the rock. Hey, man, put it like this, bro. If he got every carry, it was 19. Mm-hmm. That's if he got every single carry that 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 they, um, had, that they had. They yeah. had 21, and that's what uh, that's a couple. One was John Kuhn, yeah. the ex-Packer ex, uh, kid. Yeah. Um, fullback, big dude, rump, just yeah. he, a short Shout pickup. Shout out John Kuhn. Yeah, another one is uh, the other carry was Ted Ginn Jr., Ted so again. If, if he would have shot out Ted Ginn. <laughs> World class speed. <laughs> World class. Um, so if you give him all those, it's still 21 carries. Yeah. Like, they don't, they like to throw they the ball They don't run the ball, there, right? man. They don't run the ball like that. So number one and number two, I mean, we really don't know what he has, man. Like, look, Adrian Peterson is a phenomenal player. He's one of the best running backs of all time. But the man's gained, what, like 12, 13,000 yards on the ground. He's been in the league for 10 or 11 years. He's come back from knee surgeries, all that. I mean, like, look. Father time is undefeated, man, and I mean it just might be at that point in his career. Yeah, I mean if you if if you thought you were going to go down to New Orleans and and let's get this straight, he didn't have a ton of places to go. Yeah. He didn't have a ton. Yeah, of exactly. Offers yeah, at, people at, weren't beating down his door like, hey, hey, man. Right. So I mean, I understand being fired up, and I get it. He wanted them to run the ball down there where Sean Payton wanted to throw it or whatever it was, but be cool, Doc. Yeah, sit on the back, and there's the added emotion of being back in being Minnesota. Being back in Minnesota, he wants to show them what he's got. Dalvin Cook's out there having a great game. Right, the guy and who replaced him is killing it. Right, and if you didn't catch the game, Vikings uh, beat the Saints twenty nine nineteen. Um, Sam Bradford absolutely lit it up twenty seven of thirty two, mm-hmm. three forty six, three touchdowns. I mean, he lit it up. 
Um, so Dalvin, how many more days before he's back to being Sam Bradford again? <laughs> hey, I mean, he didn't go against the, the best secondary in the world. No, not in, at all. In, in the Saints. Yeah. So, hey, man, we'll see. Because, I mean, he's in a tough division. The NFC uh, the NFC North is tough. Yeah. So with, the, with, with Detroit, with the Packers, and our defense – He's gonna see some tough cats. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see what he if, if he comes back down to earth. Dalvin Cook looked good. Twenty two carries, one hundred twenty seven yards. He looked real nice. Um, Minnesota, our, D, our our this conference that we're playing in. And this is also a reason we're touching on this. That we're gonna see the Vikings twice this year. So the NFC North, the Vikings look good. Green Bay looked good. They got some help from the refs. We can talk about that all yeah. another day. Um, but they look good. We'll see if uh, if Bradford and those guys uh, be be be, uh, <laughs> be operating at the quarterback position at a hundred and forty three rating, that type of thing. I, I mean, that's first, not first off, happen. he won't last sixteen games because that doesn't happen for him. And if he does last sixteen games, it's gonna be sixteen mediocre games. So, hey, no we'll keep getting the checks, Sam Bradford. I, I can't I can't knock it. Keep getting the checks, Sammy keep B. Getting the checks. Let's talk about the association quick. ESPN. Has come is, is is doing their yearly top hundred players in the NBA. Yep. This, this is always great combo. Always. If this is if this is not podcast talk, I don't know um, what is. Yeah. If you can drop a, a list of hundred NBA hoopers, this is something that we want to see. Right now, they 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 release them in 25, 25 player each segment. So yep. they'll do hundred to seventy five, seventy five to fifty. 50, so on right. and so forth. Yep. We only have 50 through 100 right now. The biggest, there's a lot of question marks on this list. The biggest one coming out is Melo being what, 64? 64. He tweeted about y'all are wild, disrespectful. Do you have it? Yeah, I do have it what, right here. Melo said something like. He said, can't make a, hold on one second. He said, he, he basically was like, yo, this is wild, disrespectful. Y'all are OD wild. Tripping with this. Can't make <laughs> sense out of nonsense. As long as I know I'm nice, fuck it, I'm my own fan. A certain darkness is needed to see the stars. At ESPN, don't be so blatant with the disrespect. Hashtag gone too far. Hashtag line them up. Stay mellow. Sheesh. <laughs> That's that hoodie mellow talking. Hoodie mellow is out. <laughs> That's that hoodie mellow talking. Hoodie mellow is out. Now, I mean, let's, let's be real here. There's a lot of question marks on this list. For sure. They have, first off, since we're this is a Chicago podcast and we watch the Bulls all day long, they have Nikola Miritich on this list, first off, period. Yeah. They have, they have him on the list at 88, and that's up seven slots from last year at 95. Right. Now. So I don't know what Nico they watched. I don't know what Nico they watched yeah. and what he did to warrant being moved up seven slots on the top 100 list. Right. Especially when guys like Deion Waiters is at 98. And Deion Waiters hooped last year. He almost got them boys into the playoffs. And Dwayne Wade is not even on the list. Yeah, Dirk is like 97, right? Dirk is 97. Manu Ginobili's 99. I get that. Dennis Schroeder's 96. Nikola Miritich ain't better than none of them not, dudes not, I just named. Not one of them. Not yeah. one of them. Trevor Ariza, like, no, nah. Rodney Hood. Yeah, are you nuts? Yeah, would I? I'd take. I'll take. I'll take Rodney Hood over Nico. Yeah, like, any are you, day of are the you week. out of your mind? Right. He got. He dude. He's ahead of Gary Harris. Like, come on, man. 
Nikola Mirotic averaged nine points per game last year on 30% shooting from three. Right. And he's supposed to be a shooter. And he's supposed to be a shooter. Right. A knockdown shooter. I have no idea what warrants him to move up seven slots on the top 100 list. The other thing, switching off of Nikola. Maybe they just think he's going to get so many touches and so many looks this year that his numbers are going to be high because the Bulls don't have anywhere else to go with the ball. But still, yeah. I mean, if you're just, it, this, it sounds like this list was based off of last year. I mean, I guess not if you have the rookies on there, but I, I don't know where the fuck they got that from. Yeah, that's a, somebody's making a mistake on that. 100%. No doubt. Um, and disrespecting JJ at 87. While OD disrespectful. Yeah. Um, the other things I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to talk about were the rookies like you like that you brought up. Now, they have the rookies on here. Markel Fultz, the number one pick in the draft, is eighty six on the list. Last year's number one pick in the draft, Ben Simmons, is an eighty four. Right. And Lonzo Ball is sixty three. Is sixty three a spot ahead of Melo? This is twenty. He's 23 players better than Markel Fultz. Right. They both haven't played a game yet. Right. So I I understand that I'm a big Lonzo Ball fan. I love Lonzo, man. Hey, we, we've been talking about this. I think he's going to make an impact. But <clears throat> how can you put him and all the rest of these guys on the list and they're that spread out? Yeah. No, nah, it doesn't make sense. I don't think they should be on the list at all, uh, number one. And, yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense that you can say that Mark Carl Fultz, yeah, there's going to be 20. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how they're, how they're grading that and what exactly they're using to make those uh, to make this number. And I'm sorry. I know you were talking about it earlier that you think Melo's trash now. Melo has 64 straight disrespect. You'd be hard-pressed to name 63 players in the NBA that you would take over Carmelo Anthony right now. Stop playing, man. I mean, look, <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, man. Listen, 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 listen man. Just because Melo's been in this bogus situation in New York with Phil at the helm and all it's been is bad stories and all that, people forgot that Melo can hoop, man. You got his wife getting piped down on power for no reason. <laughs> like, it's just pile hey, on shout Melo. Shout out Tommy, yeah. though. Shout out Tommy and shout out uh, 50 Cent's son that he murked. <laughs> They both pipe Lala in the scenes with the with the unnecessary nudity, but shout out stars. Yeah. Needed that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just pile on mellow time right now, man. It's like mellow's not this, mellow's not that. Like how quickly people forget. Look, man, I know Mellow's falling off and like he's not the guy that you take that leads you to the playoffs and everything like that, but Mellow can still hoop. Mellow can still hoop. And I feel like Mellow's gonna have a good year. If anybody's been watching these hoodie mellow tapes, like I know we laugh about it. Like, hey, Mellow's out there <laughs> getting it right now, bro. That's revenge. He's looking for revenge out here. I mean, so people need to hey, stop hating on Melo. He has not. Like, it's almost. I'm not gonna say, dude. Melo's got a ton of friends, I'm sure, but his life is in a little bit of shambles right now. Yeah, his lady's gone. Gone. He's not. He, you know, what I'm saying he ain't got that stability at the crib. His team All doesn't he's got want is him. Hoops right now. All he's got is hoops. His, so he his, threw on the hood. Right. Yeah. He, he took him back on. to the grinder. <laughs> he didn't shave. Melo's not shaving out here. No haircut. He took it to the grindhouse, bro. Yeah, the grindhouse. The grindhouse. He just been balling. That's it. I'm going to the court. I'm going to the court. That's Fuck where, y'all. Where I can relieve all my get, get all my stress yeah. off. <laughs> Melo's out here super bearded up. Yeah, this is this is. I'm telling you, Melo might come back this year looking for revenge, man. You might see a different Melo. Don't let them let him wear the hood on the court. It's game over. We're gonna see. Now, I want I want this. This is the this is uh, another thing on the 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 ESPN top 100 NBA players list that. I don't agree with and, and I you we kind of we kind of glazed over it pre 
Malcolm Brogdon, NBA Rookie of the Year, is 56 on the top 100 list. And Andrew Wiggins is 57. Now, how do they come up with that? Tell me that. So, yeah, I actually, this is one that didn't really bother me that much. I love Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's a great two-way player. Um, I mean, I think he's a good point guard. He's excellent defensively. He did everything they asked him to this year. With Wiggins, man, like, yeah, on paper, Wiggins looks great. What do you have, like 23 points a game this year? Um, but 23. that's 23.6. He doesn't do anything else. He's a terrible defender. He doesn't pass the ball. Um, he's just destined to me to be like another like Rudy Gay type player. Unless Tibbs gets in his head and teaches them how to play D, which is great. Like, hey, look, Rudy Gay, man, it's fun to watch. You know he's going to go out there and get you 20. He's got a lot of moves, can play basketball really well. But, um, you know, those guys, man, they don't go that far. And I feel like you would expect by now with all that hype that Wiggins had coming in. Remember Wiggins was supposed to be like the greatest thing ever? With all that hype that Wiggins had coming in, man, I just feel like his game kind of is where it is right now. Whereas Brogdon, to me, that defense, man, and um, you know the ability to lock up point guards and things like that, that that's important right now in the NBA when so much of the scoring is coming from that point guard position. You got to have guys that can guard Steph. You got to have guys that can guard Dame Lillard. You got to have guys that can guard Kyrie. That can guard Isaiah. You know what I mean? And Brogdon can do that. And hear- Wiggins can't guard those guys on the other end. I hear you. Yep. Andrew Wiggins averaged twenty uh, twenty three point six points a game last year. Yep. Two assists, four rebounds. Player efficiency rating was 16.6. That's not good. Malcolm Brogdon went for 10 a game, four assists a game, and three rebounds. His PER was 15. He doesn't doesn't give enough points to have a good PER. Right. But he's playing 26 minutes a game. Yeah. Wiggins is playing 36. Right. So, Malcolm Brogdon is playing 26 on a playoff team. Wiggins is playing 36 on a lottery team. I don't give a fuck <laughs> what squad he's playing on. Did, I, did you just hear the line I just said about yeah. Andrew? He's averaging 24 points a game. Yeah, I understand. He went from his first year in the league, he averaged 17. Then he went to 20. Then he went to 24. There's, I have, there's no reason for me to believe why Andrew Wiggins can't come in next year playing a lot better defense and average 26, 27 points a oh, game. I got a reason. It's called Jimmy Butler. Well, okay. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But he's going to be right there. I, yeah. don't, I don't see his numbers going down I'll much more 20 than 20 to 24 points a game. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Wiggins, man. He's a good offensive player, bro. I just, I just think he's one-dimensional. So Malcolm Brogdon's a better ball player in the league right now than, than Andrew Wiggins. Is that what you're telling me? It's hard. It's still like, yeah, that's it's crazy. That's what I'm saying, man. That's why this list is so fucked up. Because like, what's the criteria of this list? You know what I mean? Like, any list that has 63 players in front of Carmelo Anthony automatically loses validity to me. You know what I mean? Unless I I don't know what your criteria is. If we're drafting right now, okay, yeah, there might be a whole bunch of guys I'll take in front of Melo, right? If we're draft, I don't know, man. But I do think that Wiggins is overrated. I will say that. And don't get it twisted. I I like Brogdon's game. He can hoop. He um he made plays as a rookie. One rookie of the he's year. He's a good player. One I, rookie of the good, year. Good ball player. But he's not better than Andrew Wiggins right now. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't give a fuck what anybody's talking. About. I'll, I'll concede that. That's true. So, um, but I'm 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 I don't think they're that far off. I'll go ahead and say that. We'll see. Yep. We'll we see. Will. We will. We will see. We can't get away from the NBA, man. This is uh yeah, this top hundred list is. is 
Yeah. How often do they drop this 25? So I think the first, I think it's every couple of days. So this shit should be done by Friday or Saturday, right? Okay, word. Yeah, I'm with it. I can't wait for the rest of this to come I out. I mean, you already know who, what, LeBron's going to, let's take a quick guess at top five. So LeBron's going to be one. Durant is two. Durant is two. Yeah. Harden will be three. Harden will be three. Russell, Russell will be four. four. Steph Curry is Steph five. Curry will be five. Something like that. Yeah. Man, I don't know, though, because we can talk about. Um, but ESPN loves Chris Paul. They we might could, throw Chris Paul in about there. The, we could talk about the brow. Yeah. We can talk about um, Chris Paul. Yep. We can talk about. Hoodie Mellow. Hoodie Mellow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. It'll yeah. definitely be. It'll definitely be. Bron Durant. Third spot's what's going to be tricky, I think. I think it's it's gonna have, it's gonna James Harden. Yeah. Or well, it's Russell Westbrook in my eyes, but it's it's yeah. James Harden, James Russell, Harden Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. It's it's, it's it kind of goes in that order. Yep. Kyrie will probably be top ten guy. That's debatable, That's but he'll debatable. be up there. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends on how they value guys. So you still got to fit Kawhi in there. I don't know. Kawhi might be number three. Oh yeah, Kawhi is probably a, Kawhi if you because with my with, with you know I love D right so Kawhi to me probably might be the third best player in the NBA. Man, that top five. Kawhi is gives you twenty six points a game and locks you down. No one else does that. Not even Bron. Bron can you lock you down? But I mean Kawhi is on full lockdown mode all day. Anthony Davis has almost got to be in the top five for me though. But them boys don't win no ball games. He ain't, man, he ain't got no help, they don't bro. Win no ball games. You got to win ball. He's not in the conversation. All right, give me your top five on on wax right now. And so if I just go off the cuff, I go Bron, Durant, Kawhi, Russ, James Harden. I like that five. Yeah. You can kind of mix and match Russell and James, I believe. In my, yeah. I mean. I, James uh, Russell Westbrook is my favorite player, but yeah. you could you could you could mix those dudes up. If I was starting the team, I'd probably take James Harden before I took Russell Westbrook. Why? Uh, Russell Westbrook has so much heart. Yeah, I know. I, I want that boy I on my team. I understand all where you're coming from, but yeah, I just I, I think James Harden is more more efficient game. Um, but that's not taking anything away from Russ. But yeah, I think Kawhi is actually the clear cut three. I don't think there's any argument in top three. Word. I, yeah, I love the list just because it's a talking point. Yeah. No matter what list anyone puts together, there's going to be it's people talking people about it. There's going to be people it. having disagreements about yep. it. So I. Um, hey, October is right around the corner. October is right around the corner, bro. <laughs> Straight up. Hoops is right around the corner, man. We're going to. Uh, We're about to hit prime time. Yeah, no doubt. When we yeah. got week, uh, week two of the Bears, Cubs are getting to the playoffs. All that stuff is coming down the pipes, man. We're going to be covering all that stuff for you guys um, Thursday. I'm going to try to hit the streets again, catch this Tampa Bay preview, talk to some folks. Um, we'll figure that out. Yep. We'll have that video out for you guys. Sunday, we'll do the Bears recap. Um, we're going to keep it up. We're going to keep coming with content. Y'all keep listening. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, all over the place. Yep. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Check us out. Review, all review, that. review. Rate and review, please. Rate, rate and review. review. Tell your boys, listen up. No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Let's get it.